Thank you for listening to the Giving Light Podcast. We are a family church and world outreach center. Our heart is to empower you to walk in true freedom and equip you to impact your world. Please visit our website at givinglight.org to learn more about us and our many resources, including original music by Brave Music, e-courses for leaders, tools for raising powerful kids, and more. If you would like to support Giving Light financially, visit our Give Online page to choose the best giving method for you. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy this message. You know, God does not make it easy on me all the time. I was ministering in uh, Alexandria, Virginia last week. So I, and actually, I was going to preach this message about three weeks ago. And um, Melody got a word. Hallelujah. So when she gets a word, you let her talk, you know. Hallelujah. I've been trying to get her to get a word more often. But uh, so anyway, uh, she preached. Then last week I preached this message. And, uh, but man, it just came out different. Because I started and it went in another direction. Well, I was, you know, standing up here doing worship. Most people, how many of you enjoy worship? Amen. Praise God. I, you know, God deals with me during worship. So I'm worshiping, but it's not as uh, pleasant sometimes. So... so Anyway, I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking, well, I could just flow with what I had last week. That's not what God was saying. He said, I got something different for you, but he just doesn't come out and tell you right away. How many of you know God doesn't give a lot of details? How many of you know that he says to take the ark and step into the water at flood stage? So anyway, uh, this is stepping into the water at flood stage. But anyway... Um, God never intended for the, for the kingdom of God, I'll use the word Christianity, not in a bad sense, but Christian, he never intended for Christianity or the kingdom of God to be dormant. He never intended for it to be stagnant. He never intended for Christianity, for the kingdom of God to be, to not grow. And he never intended us not to grow personally. He never intended the church not to grow. We can look at Christianity, we can look at the kingdom, but we also have to look at ourselves also because we are part of that kingdom. So if you're not growing, the kingdom isn't growing. So I would like to share with you this morning what it takes to grow. Hallelujah. Let me just say this. This is the quietest place you will ever live. I'm talking about earth. Earth is the quietest place you will ever live. In heaven they are shouting the praises of God. In hell, they are screaming, weeping, and gnashing of teeth. So earth is the quietest place you will ever live. Hallelujah. But God never intended for us to be quiet. There used to be a song called Silence is Golden. And I could sing it for you, but I'm not going to. Because I'd never get through. 
But silence is very, it might be golden, but it's very expensive. Silence is very expensive because it takes noise for the kingdom to grow. It takes noise for you to grow. It takes, it takes you to be vocal for what God has in store. I want to, uh, I want to look at um, Isaiah chapter 40, uh, 54. Isaiah 54, for those of you that still carry a Bible, if you have, have your Bible on your iPhone, look that up. But it says this, and I, I was actually, I was actually, when this scripture came to me, I was actually, it came to me during worship. But it, when it came to me, I was thinking of, of it another part. But then when I started reading it, it actually went along with what I just told you. It says, sing, O barren. How many of you know you make noise when you sing? Some of you make more noise than others. You know, <laughs> it's just noise. But the Bible didn't, the Bible said make a joyful noise. He didn't say you had to be uh, poverty. Uh, he didn't say you had to be, you know, I can't even think of any good singers. If I did, you probably would. You don't have to be Elvis, right? <laughs> Elvis? Who's Elvis? <laughs> You don't have to be a professional to make a joyful noise. He says, sing, O barren, you who have not born, break forth into singing and cry aloud. You who have not labored with child, for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent. So what are we talking about here? We're talking about expansion. We're talking about growth. He's talking to, he, he's speaking, uh, using a metaphor of a woman that is barren, says you're going to have more children. That's expansion. That's growth. That's increase. He goes on to say, enlarge the place of your tent. Good example. Rob was, Rob bought a house. But the house was not big enough. So he had to expand. How many of you know there's a little work with expansion? But he says, enlarge the place of your tent. Let, let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare, lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes. For you shall expand on the right hand to the left. He says, your descendants will inherit the nations and make desolate cities to be... Inhabited. So, in other words, the kingdom of God is to increase. The kingdom of God is always to be moving forward. The kingdom of God and you, since you are a part of the kingdom of God, are never to be stagnant and never to be in retreat. In retreat. You're never to decrease. I'd like to share with you uh, the scripture from Psalm 107. Actually, I just love to do the whole thing, but there again, just don't have time. But he says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say. How many redeemed do we have here today? 
We have anybody that's redeemed? Do we have anybody that's saved? Do we have anybody that's washed in the blood? Do we have anybody that's going to heaven? Do we have anybody that's been filled with the Holy Spirit? Then this is you. Let the redeemed of the Lord say, one of the ways that the kingdom of God, Christianity, and you expand is by saying, is by vocal. The kingdom of God is weakened by silence. The kingdom of God, you are weakened by silence. How many of you know that love, love needs to be vocal? You know, if I wouldn't, you know, um, if I didn't say something to my wife about our love, it would not be good. How many of you guys remembered Valentine's Day? You've got to you've got to not only do something, you've got to say something, you've got to express something, you've got to let them know. You've got to let them know that your love. Well, faith is like love. Just as love has to be expressed, faith also has to be expressed. Turn to somebody and say, you must express. You have to express your love. You have to express your faith. Silence is not golden in this area. It is costly, and it's costing you. Yeah, you've heard this. Melody's already said it. But uh, she, you know, when we got married, I told her I loved her. Didn't tell her again for six months. She said, why don't you tell me I, I love you? So I said, I love you. You just told me that because I said <laughs> That's a true story. You know, it's best just to continue to let them know. Hallelujah. How many of you have confessed Jesus is Lord? I've done it more than one time. I like to confess that he is Lord. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God's raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believes, but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So there has to be an expression of our faith and not just one time. I don't, I've kissed my wife more than one time. Hallelujah. Amen. It is good. I didn't just kiss her at the altar and say, well, that's it. There is a continual expression of my love. So there's a continual expression of my faith. Why? Because I want my faith to grow and it's a part of me. So silent, you know, I heard somebody told me one, t- uh, something one time. He says, you have to out talk the devil. I mean, you know, the devil talks. Don't, wor- don't worry about being mentally unstable. <laughs> don't worry about Jesus. You know, if Jesus talks to you. You're still okay. Hallelujah. 
My thing is, if he's not talking to you, you're not okay. That's why I put on Facebook, my sheep hear my voice. And the voice of a straight, people are hearing voices whether they realize it or not. They might think it's them, but the reality is people hear it all the time. It's either the voice of the Lord or the voice of the enemy. How many of you know that, uh, you know, there, there, are voices that you, there are voices coming from people that you see, people that are talking to you, but there are voices that are coming, suggestions coming to you. Yeah. How many of you, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but how many of you have ever had the thought of committing suicide? Yeah, that wasn't you. You might have thought it was you, but there is an enemy that makes a suggestion that makes it thinks it's you that you will go ahead and take your life. So you have to out talk the devil. That's not me. That's not me. Christianity is not to be, you know, for those of you that don't like the word Christianity, I, it's okay with me. It's a relationship with the Heavenly Father. It's what people recognize and know. It is a, it's my relationship with Jesus. So Christianity is okay. Actually, religion is not a bad word either. Religion means to go back to the root. Go back to the original. Go back to what Christianity is all about. Have you read the book of Acts lately? Go back to the root. Go back to the source. Go back to the life. Thank you, Jesus. So let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy and gathered them out of the lands from the east and the west, from the north and from the south. We identify, you and I identify ourselves by what we say. We identify. Are you identifying with Christ? Are you identifying with, you say, well, I don't want to talk about Christ. Somebody will think I'm crazy. Who cares? Do you identify with righteousness? Do you identify with, do you identify with, with faith? Do you identify with the goodness of God? I want to identify with everything that's positive about my father. Thank you, Jesus. In, uh, in Hebrews chapter 3, in verse 1, the scripture says this. It says, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession, Jesus Christ. What is Jesus? He is the, pot, the apostle and the high priest of your confession. Well, what if you ain't confessing? He wants you, as you express your faith, as you express your agreement, as you express your identity in Christ, then he is able to bring that to the Heavenly Father. He's able to bring that to pass in your life. 
You say, I just don't feel like it. I don't care what you feel like. He didn't tell you to walk by feelings. He told us to walk by faith. You know, I just... <laughs> I, was ra I wasn't raised... You know, we just didn't have a lot of affection when I was raised, where I was raised in my family. And so my definition of love was, wasn't real positive. It was more just sexual, just to be honest. Is that okay? Okay, I, yeah, I'm being honest. I'm, it was just sexual. You know, that's what love was, you know. But the reality is, is that God wants to show his love, not just through sexual. He wants to show his love in a powerful way. And that starts by verbal communication. So as, yeah, the, yeah this is where I was going with that. I thought, man, what are the, how did I get myself into that? <laughs> so... Uh, so anyway, uh, because I had this warped sense of, uh, of love, and Melody wasn't a happy camper, you know. So um, I remember one time, it was on a Wednesday night, I'll never forget it. It was in the storefront on Center Street. Anybody remember where the Center Street church started there? Actually, it started in our trailer, but so I remember she was really depressed, you know, and it was just before the Wednesday night church. You don't want to be depressed when you're going into Wednesday night church service. You don't want to be, even be depressed on a Sunday morning church service. So anyway, I, I kind of walk out the front door and kind of walk down. It used to be, there used to be a shoe store, Walburn. Anybody remember Walburn shoe store? Well, now it's an, an eyeglass place. So I walk down to Walburn shoes, and I, you know, I'm kind of leaning up against the building, and I'm in my Billy Graham stance. <laughs> and I said, Lord, help me to love my wife. So I must have knew that was a problem with me. How many of you know the Lord will let you know stuff? Oh, yes. Hallelujah. So anyway, Lord, help me to love my wife. And he told me something. He said, love begins with an action. And then the feelings will follow later. See, that was kind of contrary to the way I was thinking. You know, you get, you had that feeling. Well, see, I'd lost my love and feeling. <laughs> oh, that love and feeling. I'd lost that love and feeling. Now it's gone. But baby, I'll tell you what, if you're married, you better get it back. So you better get that, you better get that love and feeling back. Well, how do you get it? By expression. By expression and by action. So I started acting. This sounds bad, doesn't it? I started acting like I love my wife. 
See, if you're perverted in your thinking, not that I was perverted, you know, but if you weren't raised with, with, with love in the right way, then you have a mindset. So God had to bring a new mindset so that I could change my actions, so that I could change my expressions, so that I could bring love to my wife. Is this okay? Doesn't matter, I already said it. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. I'll sing a couple of songs to make you feel better. Anyway, so Jesus is the apostle. See, I wasn't telling my wife that I loved her, so therefore, Jesus couldn't, Jesus couldn't work in that area because he's the apostle and high priest of our confession. So my confession wasn't right, therefore it bound. You didn't, you don't, do you know that you can bind God? Yes. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. If you bind, if you bind God on earth, you bind him in heaven. If you're not loving the person that God tells you to love, if you're saying the wrong things or acting the wrong things, you have bound God. God doesn't want to be bound. How many of you know you have to open your heart to Jesus? Jesus said, I stand at the door and knock. And he's not even talking to sinners there. He's talking to a church. I'm standing at the door knocking, waiting for you to come open, open the door, because if you open the door, I'll come in and we'll have a party. They just talked a little different. He said they would sup. Hey, man, let's sup. <laughs> he was talking about having a party. We'll come in and we'll have a party. You know, every, heaven is one continuous party. Because every time a sinner gets saved, heaven rejoices. You know how realize how many people are getting saved all the time? It's just a continuous party going on. And we down here acting like we're not having fun. If you're not having fun, it's because you are the redeemed of the Lord, but you ain't saying so. Just a thought. Christianity, we grow, we grow by saying. Here's a good one, Psalm 32, verse 1. He says, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven and whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity and in whose spirit there is no deceit. You know, when you get saved, when, you, when the blood cleanses you and washes you, the Lord does not hold sin against you. But notice what he says, when I kept silent. Now we know, actually we know that this was written after um, David had committed murder and adultery. And we know that David didn't tell anybody about it. Have you ever done something and not told anybody about it? That's where silence is not golden. 
So David had done this. He kept silent. He says, when I kept silence, my bones grew old. You know, when I was 20, I had no idea what that meant. When I was, when I was 21, it was a very good year. <laughs> anyway. It's a good year now, too. But I can't keep silent. He says, when I kept silent, my bones grew old through my groaning all the day long. He says, for, for day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was turned into the drought of summer. This says Selah, but I don't want to think about it. He says, I acknowledge my sin to you and my iniquity I did not hint. I, 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 I have not hidden. I confess my transgression to the Lord and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Do you think his pain went away? I do. Do you know there's a, a science is finding out that a lot of our a lot of pains and sicknesses are what they call psychosomatic. In other words, they're in the brain. Things happen in the brain. And um, if you have thing, if you even have pains on the inside of you, if you've been hurt and you haven't expressed it, then that is going to come out one way or another. It could come out in a rash. It could come out in a pain. It could come, There's a lot of different ways it can come out, but that is not going to stay on the inside of you. It's going to come out. David said, when I confessed it. Well, you said, well, that's sin. Well, just whatever is bothering you, talk about it. Get it out. Get it out. Don't let it bind you. Silence is one of the enemy's greatest weapons against you. You say, I don't want to be embarrassed. Man, I'll tell you what, I'd rather be embarrassed and not have pain. I'd rather be embarrassed and have the joy of the Lord. I just, I told Melody the other day, I said, man, I'm, I'm really changing. I just go up and talk to, I, you know, I used to really be reserved. I would be reserved. I didn't want to talk to anybody, you know. But now it's like I'm in the store. I'm always wanting to talk to people. There was a guy with a Navy veteran hat on. Go Navy. Anyway, he had a Navy. He's an older guy. Maybe 25, I don't know, years older than me. So that's an older guy. But I had this Navy, but I said, hey, man. I said, how you doing? I said, I was in the Navy on a destroyer. And he kind of looked at me like, oh, you know what? So he said, yes. He said, he was on an LST. I said, well, I was on a small ship. He said, well, an LST is a small. I thought, an LST is not smaller than a destroyer. Because they carry troops, and it's the kind of ship where the front end goes down, and they... Tanks and people come out. But I was thinking, man, I wouldn't have done that. It's not just what I said, it was the way I said it. 
You got to watch out. You get you let Jesus start changing you. You're going to get you. You might get embarrassed, but that's okay. You'll be free. If you're worried about being embarrassed, you're not free. Hallelujah. You shouldn't act that way. Who said? Proverbs chapter 28, verse 13, he says, He who covers the sin will not prosper. Whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. Happy is the man who is always reverent, but he who hardens his heart will fall into calamity. The reason I did that second verse is because when we harden our heart, we will not confess. You're not used to hearing about sin, I guess. <laughs> I know Jesus dealt with it, but we have to appropriate. We have to appropriate the blood. The blood, it's like healing. I have to appropriate healing. I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus, but it still hurts. I don't care. I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. I am appropriating what Jesus has already done for me. I appropriate what, what God has done. You know, one of, the, one of the other things about this is that Jesus said in Luke chapter 6, verse 45, he says, a good man out of the good treasures of his heart brings forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasures of his heart brings forth evil things. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. We've got to allow our heart to speak. We've got to allow the good things to come out. You know, we, we, we're, we're taught in the scripture to cast out devils. Well, we need to get the good out of us too. Not get rid of it, but allow that good to come out so that it will not only benefit you, it'll benefit the kingdom and it will benefit those who hear you. That's what the testimony is all about. When you tell a good testimony, it opens the door for someone else to receive and walk in the same thing. That's why we need to hear about those healing testimonies. Whatever testimony, whatever good thing God does for you, you've got to say it. That's why the scripture says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Don't just say so. Say what he did. <laughs> say something. Actually, the title of this message is, don't just stand there, say something. Don't just stand there, say something. Say something. I read a book one time that says, don't just stand there, pray something. Christianity has to be vocal. In Isaiah chapter, chapter 52, verse 7, he says, How beautiful on the mountain are the feet of those who bring good news. You know, when you talk about the good news, your feet get beautiful. You wouldn't want to see my feet. My feet are okay. Just don't look at the toenails. But uh, 
but my feet are beautiful because I bring good news. You know, occasionally they'll ask me to come in, uh, come into a uh, the Boke Apartments. Last two times I couldn't go because right before, right before I got phlegm in my chest, and you don't want to be around people when you got phlegm in your chest, so I had to cancel. But it's like it's like these people like they actually appreciate. Oh, come back! I said, well, I'll come back if they ask me. Come back. Must have said something that was made my feet beautiful. Must have said something that stirred their heart. Must have said something that encouraged them. I, you know, I love the guy in the Bible. His name is Barnabas. His other name is Son of Encouragement. He is an encourager. I just love being an encourager. I hope I do. I don't always know if I do. But he says, he says, how beautiful upon how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace. Now you've heard me talk about this before, but when praying for people, I'll just say, don't pray, and then I'll just say peace. And when they and then when you say peace, they relax. When they relax, they seem to get healed. When you come up in a prayer line, don't start praying in tongues real hard. Just relax. Take it easy. Take it easy. <laughs> That's not a very peaceful song, but just take it easy. Just relax. Relax. Just allow the Lord because if you're all, if you're all uptight, if you're if, if you are trying to make it happen by praying, you should have been praying in tongues at home. <laughs> in the car, whatever. When you come before the Lord, when, when you come for prayer, just relax. We say this, don't pray, just receive. Don't pray, just receive. Who, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who bring glad tidings of good things, who proclaim to Zion, who proclaim salvation, who says to Zion, our God reigns. Our God reigns. I'd like for us to go to Philemon. Philemon, where's that? That would be after Titus, I think. For those of you that still carry a paperback or a paper Bible, Philemon. There's some other things, man. But what we need to prophetically decree what God says about us. Uh, Loretta, what's God said about you? I'm fearfully made. Uh, he has a plan and purpose for my life. Uh, I'm the head and not the tail. The blessings of the Lord make. Did he actually say that to you? Uh, sometimes. Okay. Word lined up with the word. Okay. 
So was that edifying? Yes. When he said you were beautiful, was that edifying? Yeah. Okay. I'm not. You know that pro- prophecy is for edification, exhortation, and comfort. So that kind of sounded like. But you know what she, what the Lord said about her, she has to repeat it. Destiny. Has God ever said anything to you? What? You're brave. Did that edify you? Amen. Anybody else want to be brave? Raise your hand. Okay, Laurie. You will have victory and you will live. Did that edify you? Sure did, especially... Especially when things look south. Hallelujah. But all looks good now, doesn't it? Hallelujah. Did you raise your hand? Elena? Yeah, I was raising my hand that I wanted to be brave. Oh, you want to be brave? Oh. Okay. Amen. Amen. Papa, when Papa says he's proud of you, that makes you feel good, doesn't it? Anybody else? God speaking to you, you don't want, you're, you're not crazy if God Jesus speaks to you. Was that a, <laughs> what's, what's Jesus said to you? Amen. Amen. So that is encouraging. Amen. Some people aren't looking at me now. They're... I'm not going to pick on you if you don't raise your hand. So you don't, you don't have to bury your face. Yes, Lena. Speak up, Lena. I'm valuable and precious and that he loves me. Now, was that edifying to you? Very much. Amen. So what God says to you, you need to repeat. You say, why do I have to tell other people? Well, if you want to, but you need to repeat it to yourself. You need to repeat that to yourself. So in Philemon chapter 1 In verse 3, it's only one chapter, but it says, Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God upon, I thank my God making mention of you in all my prayers, hearing of of your love and faith, which thou hast towards the Lord Jesus and towards all saints. That the communication of your faith, some translations say sharing, but when you share your faith, you're communicating it. That the communication of your faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus. So in other words, what it's saying here is that you need to communicate 
what God has said about you, you need to communicate the good things that God has placed within you. I remember, I don't hear it much anymore. Maybe it's because I've preached it out of people or they're, they'd be afraid to say it. But um, I used to hear years ago, people would say, oh, there's no good thing in me. There's no good thing in me. That's, I'm not going to say what it is. But I, I got my lightning fast brain after a while. So, well, the Holy Ghost is on the inside of you. So if there's no good thing in you, you're saying the Holy Ghost is a no good thing. That's not a good thing to say. You don't want to blaspheme the Holy Ghost. So stop saying there's no good thing in you because there is something good on, on the inside of you because you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So you need to acknowledge You even need to acknowledge the gifts that God has given you. You need to acknowledge every good thing that God has placed on the inside of you. He says says they will become effectual. They will become effective. How many of you know you can have something and it not be effective? But the more you begin to acknowledge it and say it, you're going to see that it's going to work better. I remember uh, when the Lord called me to preach. I knew it when I was a kid. I mean, they'd ask people, you know, when you're a little kid, they'd ask you what you want to be. I wanted to be in the Navy. I wanted to be a teacher, and I wanted to be a preacher. Man, I didn't know what I was wanting. I I don't know if I actually wanted it, but it was just there. How many of you know that when I first started preaching, I wasn't that effectual? But the more you do it, the more you do it, the more you do it. How many of you, when you first started driving ever went over the curb. I could tell you stories. I could tell you nightmares. My, you know, my dad, my dad tried to teach me how to drive. That was terrible. But you know, the more I drove, the better I got. You know, my wife, my wife even helped my driving. The last car we got, if I go over the line, it goes beep, 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 beep. I found out I couldn't turn that thing off. (laughs) I get tired of hearing beep, 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 beep. Yeah, it just has these little safety things. But yeah, but that's getting away from the thing. The more you do it the better you get. You say, well, I'm not, I'm, not a good, I'm not a good witness. That's because you're not exercising it. And you don't have to be a theologian. You don't have to be a theologian to be a witness. In the book of Acts, 
where Peter and John are brought before the Sanhedrin, one of the things that they noticed was they'd just been with Jesus. How many of you like spending time with Jesus? The more you spend time with Jesus, you know, the better communicator you are about Jesus. But they tried to say, all right, we command you not to teach anymore in the name of Jesus. And they said, we cannot help but teach and preach the things we have seen and heard. They didn't say, we've got to teach and preach the Bible. They didn't say, we've got to teach and preach the Old Testament. They said, we have got to teach and preach the things we have seen, the miracles, and the things we have heard. You don't have to be a theologian. Just talk about what Jesus has done. Has Jesus done anything for you? You know, I'm looking at you. I want an answer. Has Jesus done anything for you? Yes. Okay. Then you can talk about it. You can talk about it. Hallelujah. I remember that. that I didn't even know what what it was but the, when I got saved there was like man it's like God just fell on me like the weight of the world le- left me and the joy of the Lord I didn't even know what all this stuff was man I was happy I was like totally happy <laughs> and but she, it was Jesus that did it Do you know Jesus delivered me from alcohol? Hallelujah. Jesus delivered me from alcohol. My dad was an alcoholic. My brothers had problems with alcohol. I, when I was in the Navy, it wasn't a dry thing. <laughs> no, there was plenty of it. But you know what? When I got out and when I was getting married, I I thought, if I'm going to make it, if we're going to make it, we've got to follow Jesus. You know what? I just didn't have any more desire for it. Hallelujah. Jesus has delivered me from shame. Jesus delivered me from fear. I mean, I, yeah, I could, t- why, why, you know, it's not just me giving testimony, it's you. Jesus has done stuff. Well, I was raised in a Christian home. Doesn't matter whether you were raised in a Christian home, God still does things for you. You don't have to be in the mafia. You don't have to be a hit man. You don't have to be a drug, drug dealer. I mean, hey, if God kept you righteous all those years and he kept you safe, that is a testimony. Amen. Have you ever gone to some of those meetings and, man, by the time they were done telling their testimony, you thought, man, I ain't even got a testimony. Woo. You got a testimony. He has delivered you from the power. I don't know if you know this or not, but you were bound by the powers of darkness. 
And when you ask Jesus to come into your heart, no matter what age, he transferred you into the kingdom of his dear son. But the deal is, is you got to say it. You got to say it. The kingdom of God is not to be stagnant. The kingdom of God is not to be weakened. The more we talk about it, the more we say it, the more the kingdom is empowered. Jesus didn't say go out, go out into the old world and just uh, be quiet. No, he said to tell people. He said to tell people, you don't have to preach the scriptures. Man, God's good to me. God is so good to me. Well, how's it good to you? Well, he's given me a good marriage. And he's given me great kids. He's given me even better grandkids. No, I mean. <laughs> oh, I forgot Rebecca's in here. Oh, no, I'll tell you what. No, it's just different. There's just something different. <laughs> something different about grandkids, you know? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Well, Father, did you get anything today? Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I break off all fear. I break off all intimidation. I just decree, Lord God, that as we spend time with you, Lord God, there is a release of our tongue. I break off that thing that is holding our tongues right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord God, I thank you for that river of life that's on the inside of us, Lord God, that is being released, Father God, to bring forth the life, Lord God, to bring forth the expansion, to bring forth the faith, to bring forth the peace, Lord God, that's on the inside of us in Jesus' name. And Lord God, I thank you. You have delivered us from shame from fear, and from control. In Jesus' name, amen.